my mentor uses the term emotional first aid. And it's really, it's just tapping and breathing and being centered and present. Um, because a lot of times when we're having that high anxiety, we're elsewhere. We're worried about the future or we're fr- upset about the past. And so by just focusing on how you're feeling right now in this very moment that brings you into the present and just tapping will reduce that cortisol, reduce that hijacking and, um, and help you to feel regulated. Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. All right, let's dive in and get started. Today's guest on the show is Lori Lamont. Lori is a certified and accredited EFT or emotional freedom technique mentor, trainer, and practitioner through EFT International. She is also a certified in matrix re-imprinting and has created a unique variations of EFT that help people process and release trauma and stress with ease. She is on a mission to raise the vibration of this planet, which is exactly what we need, through EFT education, spiritual inspiration, and personalized tapping sessions. Welcome to the show, Lori. Hi, Drew. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, it is great to be with you, Lori. Um, tell, you. A, tell us a little bit about EFT. So for, for someone listening who's not really familiar with it, Emotional freedom technique. What is it? And and really, how did you get into it? Well, um, it's a form of acupressure and it's also known as tapping because we essentially are going to we tap on our different meridian endpoints, um, some of them, not all of them. And really what happens when we are tapping on these points, we're sending a calming signal. Uh, to the brain. And it's even been scientifically proven that we're reducing our cortisol levels when we're tapping. It's um, one of those, it's, it was funny, I was listening to Bruce Lipton and EF, emotional freedom techniques, EFT is a form of energy psychology that Bruce was talking about in your other podcast. Mm. It's one of the most well-known ones. And there's a tremendous amount of science out there showing the, um, like I said, the reduced cortisol and really just how it's a, it's really helping people across the board. Um, EFT is used for a wide selection of things, anything from physical pain, fears, traumas, um, addictions, cravings, um, anxiety, stress, PTSD. There's a tremendous spectrum of what you can use EFT for and how you can help people. And, um, it's just, it's, it's just wonderful. And you can use it yourself. It's great. Yeah. It's one of those self-help tools that you can use for yourself or you can, you know, go deeper with, with a, with a professional. Um, but the way I got into it is kind of a funny story. So back in the day, I, um, you know, like, gosh, I don't even know, maybe 10 years ago or more, I had read a book about EFT and I just, you know, just kind of maybe tapped a handful of times over the course of a few years. It wasn't an important part of my life. And then there was this one day I was sitting in my car and I was in a parking lot and um, I have four children and two of my children were taking like a class. And so I'm sitting there for my 45 minute break (laughs) from the kids. Mm. And 
I was really angry. Um, I was really upset about uh, the, the person that ran our dentist office. And I had taken two kids to the dentist previous that week um, ahead of time in the week. And I had two more kids to take to the dentist the following week. And he was that guy that just pushed all of my buttons. I don't know if you have a person like that, Drew, but <laughs> yeah. every now and again, right, you come across someone, you're like, how did this person, like, they hit every single button, right? <laughs> and so I'm sitting in my car and I'm just so angry about this guy. And I'm so frustrated. I got to go interact with him again later on in the week. And I hear this voice in my head that says, why don't you tap on it? So I started tapping. Um, so I'm tapping on the side of my hand and anybody that's never used tapping, don't worry. Um, if, you know, later on we can, we can, we'll talk you through it, but so I'm tapping on the side of the hand and, and I'm saying, even though that guy's a real jerk and I, I can't, I hate him. I had all these terrible things to say, and I'm a pretty nice person. Um, you know, I deeply completely accept myself anyway, and I'm, I'm tapping through and I'm, I'm, I'm just letting out all of this. I mean, I can't repeat any of the things I said on your call. I'm sure <laughs> like awful things are coming out of my mouth and I'm, I'm tapping through all my points. And I'm just really what happens is when you're, when you're, when you're using emotional freedom techniques, it's kind of like acupuncture without the needles, right? So we're tapping on these points, but we're focusing on a problem. We're focusing on an issue. So that's kind of where the psychology piece of it comes in. So we're focusing on whatever it is. And I was really mad at this guy. So I'm just tapping through and, you know, like, why does he dress like that? I mean, I was picking him apart. Like you wouldn't even believe. And, um, and then all of a sudden I get this thought that was actually every time I step foot in there, I'm the worst version of myself when I get, when I walk in there and he's still smiling and he's still trying to be polite to me. So I started to feel a little bit of compassion towards him, but then almost immediately the next thought came in, which was, well, why does it cost so much money? And if any of your listeners have ever had four kids and no dental insurance and go to the dentist, it's, it's incredibly expensive. Yeah. So I would, you know, so I'm like, yeah, why does it cost so much money? So right back to that negative, like right back to that anger and I'm still tapping. Why does it cost so much money? And, you know, and I'm, I'm tapping through the points and, you know, um, do they need marble countertops? And I'm, I'm ripping <laughs> them apart again. Right. More, more of that because I mean, as nice as we want to be, if those thoughts are in there, the, the thing about tapping is as you're tapping, you're letting them out. So, so I, I vented out all of my negative thoughts about the, about the office and the, it's how expensive it was. And then all of a sudden I remembered that time that I tried to find a different dentist. Um, and I found out that my dentist was charging like half of what the other dentists were charging. And then I, I'm still tapping and I remembered, oh, remember that time it was 800 and something. And he said, just give me 800. And remember that time that I missed my appointment with my kids and he didn't charge me the 50 bucks kit that he's supposed to charge me. And so I started having all of these shifts and all of these um, realizations that, you know, first of all, I was the jerk, not him. And second of all, <laughs> like he was actually really being incredibly helpful and generous with me. It wasn't actually an expensive, you know, it, was, it wasn't this, this thing that I thought it was. So right in that 10, 12 minute time frame, I went from like genuinely, like I really hated this guy to feeling just nothing but love and appreciation for him and the whole office. And that alone would be enough, I would think, like to make you, you know, say, wow, this really works. But the miraculous thing was when we went to the dentist that following Tuesday, uh, one of my kiddos at the time would have anxiety at the dentist office and she would have 
flat out panic attacks. We would have to gas her every time she had anything done because it was just a nightmare. And, um, and I don't even like to give my kids like Tylenol or ibuprofen and here I am giving them gas at the dentist office. It was, it was, you know, so, so that particular day we walked into the dentist office and, um, the hygienist came out and said, who wants to go first? And my daughter said, I'll go. And the hygienist and I just sort of looked at each other like what? And she went in and, um, I went in and checked in on her a little bit later. And uh, the hygienist was saying, do you think we could get pictures of your teeth? Because, you know, they had never gotten x-rays because it had always been such a nightmare getting her to even just hold her mouth open. And so she, my daughter's like, yeah. So they took x-rays and I'm telling you, Drew, this hygienist like was like ballet leaping across the floor. You know, they they had to like leave the room and go flip the switch or whatever. Like her arms were out, like she was floating. She was so happy. And in that moment, it occurred to me, this woman saw that my kid was on the docket for today and was probably like, oh my God, I hope I don't get her. And then, (laughs) right. And then she got her and then she was like, oh my God. Right. But then here she has this totally different kid. So then the, the dentist walked in and said, oh, well, you know, you've got a cavity. You'll have to make an appointment with the pediatric dentist, you know, because of the gassing and, um, or whatever they gave her. And, um, the height and my daughter said, you could just fill it now. And the dentist literally looked at me and she didn't sound the word. So my daughter didn't hear it, but she said to me, I'm not working on her mouth because she had had so many problems with her over the years. And the hygienist said, no, this is a completely different kid. And um, sure enough, they, they, she went ahead, she did the filling, um, no problems. I mean, I don't know, it's been like, like I said, maybe eight, close to a decade mm. and we've had no problems. Um, she's had palate expanders, braces, like you name it. We've never had a problem with the dentist again. So this got me thinking, you know, how on earth did I shift from that 10, 12 minutes sitting in my car on Friday? How did I change the way that my daughter is, is responding to the dentist? And, um, after, you know, as, as we, as we learn, right, we, we pick up, we learn things as, a, as children, we, 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 um, make, make, um, have our beliefs and have vows and, and mm. programming and all that good stuff. And, For me as a child, I loved going to the dentist. I never had a problem with the dentist. I never had a cavity. Everything was wonderful. I liked the toys in the waiting room. Like there was no problem, right? Like as a kid, it was great. But I was the oldest of four. And so we would all go and get our cleanings done. And my mom would be the last one. She'd go in and get her cleaning done. And then she'd come out and she'd write a check. And I would be watching all my siblings. And if I don't feel it anymore, because I've since tapped on it, but if I put myself in that waiting room and I, and I imagine my mother standing there at the desk, making the next appointment and writing the check, I can feel, I could feel her stress and her worry and her general vibration of, you know, this is a big deal. And so I internalize this as a, this isn't safe. You know, it's not safe to take the, you know, have to pay for all these kids at the dentist Mm. and lo and behold, once I had my third child and I had to pay for these kids, the dentist, that guy became a gigantic nightmare. And um, every, what I now understand is every time I stepped foot into that dentist's office, I was pumping out a vibration of danger. Like I was, I was ready to fight. I had that fight, flight or freeze response was happening and I was ready to fight. Hmm. And so my daughter picked up on that and you know, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sort of just, 
you know, I, and that's, that's kind of what got me into EFT. But when I realized that 12 minutes in my car was able to completely change, not just my life, but my daughter's life and, and her experience. Um, yeah. Well, that's, that is an amazing example. It's that wild, is, right? That is, yeah, that is, that is really incredible. Um, anybody listening right now, I mean, just got to take that in because like you said, Lori, it not only shifted you, but the people in your, you know, that you're from your daughter to the hygienist to the dentist, everybody shifted based on what you did to yourself. That is amazing. Yes. Which is, you know, that whole wanting to raise the vibration of the planet, right? We got to raise our own vibration and everyone around us, you know, they feel it. it it's, we're all connected. Wow. So anyways, I'm sorry. Keep so, going. Yeah. So for, so for people out there that are feeling, you know, high levels of cortisol, high levels of stress, being very reactive, you know, people are just very reactive, lots of division. So Lori, you would say that this could be like a really powerful way to deal with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what I would recommend for people is that they simply just tap and breathe if they're feeling that high level of stress, because what happens in our brain is the amygdala, you know, it's, it's, it, it activates the fight, flight, or freeze response. It shoots the cortisol into our bodies. And, and when we're tapping, it deactivates that fight, fright, fight, flight, or freeze response. Um, it, it deactivates all the hijacking that happens as well. So just tapping and breathing is just enough to send that calming signal to the brain. Mm, that's great. That's so amazing. Um, so Lori, I know you talk a lot about, you know, we, we hear so much about diet. We hear so much about exercise, but mm. I know when, when you talk about lasting health, that there are, that you have four non-diet, non-exercise, um, yes. issues that can uh, get in the way of lasting health. What, what are, what are the, what are those things that get in the way? Well, here we go. So the first one is stress, which I think everyone has experienced that, plenty of that in the last 14 months. Oh, um, yeah. And like I was saying, so in the brain, the amygdala gets, when it gets activated and it activates that fight, flight or freeze response, what it does is it shuts down our non-essential body and brain functions milliseconds before the rest of the brain knows it's happening. So as far as your non-essential body, because it thinks that, you know, we're being chased by a lion when the reality is we're dealing with whatever we're dealing with on our news or our, our you know, whatever it is happening in our life. And so as far as our non-essential body functions, I mean, there's a whole bunch, but just to name a few, we digestion which is, that's right up your alley, Drew. Mm. And, you know, and metabolism, um, internal healing. You know, if you, if you have, if you're fighting off a cold or a sprained ankle or whatever, um, because if you're being chased by a lion, no, your body shouldn't really be focusing any attention on digestion in that moment, but there's no differentiation there. So our brain is still doing this. It's still running this system that worked for cavemen. And then as far as our, non-essential brain functions, that's like, you know, the wonderful things that make you, you like your creativity, your compassion, your reasoning, your, your, um, your, just all of those, all those wonderful qualities of you. I like to think of it as like, sort of like your spirit self, you know, like, like though, all of those things are considered non-essential. And I understand that they're non-essential if you're being chased by a lion, a lion, but they are essential if you're dealing with stress. Mm. So, 
for example, when I was in my dentist, when I was sitting in my car and I was tapping, when I first started, I was thinking about that dentist, I was activated and I was just 100%. I mean, the poison that was coming out of my mouth, the awful things that were coming out of my mouth about this man. And the more I tapped, I started to deactivate that. All of a sudden I could use my entire brain. All of a sudden I could remember all of the wonderful things that he's done. I couldn't remember any of those things. Those things had never been on my, on my radar when I would think about this man Hmm. or this office, because every time I went there, I had a, I had a program that said, it's not safe. This is dangerous. So every time I went there, that danger kicked in and my brain just basically shut down any non-essential functions, which are all the wonderful functions. And so I wasn't able to see the big picture, but when you tap, it doesn't make the bad feelings go away. It makes it so you can use your entire brain and play with full deck. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Very much. So, so it, we're not trying, we're not necessarily, it's not necessarily making the, the stress go away, but it's making it so that you can use your entire brain and assess the situation or assess whatever it is that's going on in your life. And here's the thing, like people will say, okay, but I'm almost never in a fight, flight, or freeze response. The truth is most people experience it at least once a day, more than once a day, really. And there are some people who just are running on that all the time. So, I mean, I would like to think that there are plenty of people who are not experiencing that every day, but the general average person does experience this. Um, and, and that's when you're, when you're stressed, when you're worked up, when you're upset and no, I understand you're not being, you're, you may not feel like your life is being threatened, but I didn't realize that my brain was being thought that I was, my life was being threatened every time I stepped foot in that dentist's office mm-hmm. or every time I thought about him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So, so we have all of these little, you know, these little programs that we're running. So anyway, so that's the first one is stress. And you can see how that could get in your way of having lasting health, because if it's messing with your body functions and your brain functions, you can't get there. So that's number one. Uh, Number two is your mindset. And I like to um, I like to to just have everyone imagine that they're standing at the side of a gentle moving river. Um, Drew, you and I are both in New England. So let's say you're at the Saco River or something, you know, a nice, gentle moving river. And you're, you're renting a canoe for the day and the guy's helping you with the canoe. And he says, okay, you've got two choices. You can get in this canoe and you can head up the river and you're going to paddle really hard and you're not going to get very far. And because you're working so hard, you're probably going to miss out on some of the wildlife, but it's an option. You can do this or you can get in the boat and you can head downstream. And the river is going to do most of the work for you. You really only need your paddles for like steering. And because the river is doing the work for you, you can really enjoy what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, Drew, which way do you want to go? Do you want to go upstream or do you want to go downstream? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I, that's, so, that's such a great example because I know I do, you do feel like in certain areas of your life that you're, you're mm-hmm. always going upstream and it's just such a struggle. Yes. And that's kind of like what's been happening here for our globe. <laughs> totally. Year, don't get me started. But 
Yes. And so and whenever I give that, whenever I give that question to, to a group of people, there's always like one or two people that really want to work hard and they just want to go upstream just to see if they can do it. And I applaud those people. However, this stream, it represents our universal energy and our vibration. And we don't have two different vibrations. We don't have a positive vibration and a negative vibration. That's not how it works. There's one vibration. And when we're on that stream and we're moving with the vibration, when we're moving with the universal energy, our vibration is expanding and it's moving incredibly fast and it's so easy and everything just sort of lines up for us. Mm. However, when you're in what you would call a negative vibration, really what you are doing is you're moving against the universal energy. You're moving against that vibration. And, and so it's, it's heavy and it's um, contracting and it's slowing way, 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 way down. So the best way that I like to, the best way it makes sense to me is in that, in that boat, you're either paddling upstream, you're going against it or you're, or you're moving with it. And so that's the mindset is every moment of every day, you have to sort of ask yourself, am I going upstream or am I going downstream? <laughs> like, like, which yeah. one is this? Does this feel like it's work or does this feel like it's play? Does this, you know, are people showing up that are helpful or is it just more drama and gossip or whatever? You know what I mean? Or problems. Yeah. Um, so that's, so that's the mindset. And I like to use the analogy of like, just imagine like two, two twin women who are the exact same everything and they both want to lose weight. And one of them is exercising. And every time she exercises, it's work and she hates every single burpee and she's yelling at, and she's like, Oh, I hate this. I hate this, you know? And as she's eating her, whatever she has to eat, she's, she's feeling deprived and I can't wait till this is over. Right. And looking in the mirror and she's like, Oh, I'm such a fatty or whatever there. She's saying terrible things to herself. And then the other twin, she's eating the exact same foods, doing the exact same exercise. And, but when she's exercising, she's like, wow, I did five of those instead of four, like yesterday, or, you know, she's, she's excited about the new recipes and she's looking at her body and she's saying, thanks for getting me around. You know, like I'm, I'm, I love you and saying wonderful things to herself. Those two women, they're both going to burn calories and they're both going to get somewhere. The one that's going to go upstream is just not going to get as far. And then the second she stops, she's going to fall right back into whatever her cycle was. Whereas the other woman went downstream and she got much farther. And it's, it's interesting. I mean, I've worked with a lot of women and I've seen like, you can all be doing the exact same exercises, eating the same foods. If your mindset is focused on the, on how wonderful this is and, and how easy this is and how fun this is and playful with it, the, the weight just sort of melts off and the health just sort of, and it, the, the, maintainability. I don't know if that's a word, <laughs> but, but that becomes, e it's just life. Do you know what I mean? It's like a life change. It's not a work, a working hard thing. So, mm. but you could use that analogy in any, any aspect. It doesn't have to be weight loss. It could be, you know, careers or relationships or anything. Yeah. It's, it's all the same. It's just, which way are you going? Are you working against your highest good or you're working with it? you know, and, um, and that's your mindset. That's great. So that's, that's great. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Cause I heard from, uh, Bruce, actually something else Bruce Lipton had said once before is that, you know, he said, I don't, I don't struggle for things anymore. I don't really work hard even <laughs> like mm -hmm. I just, 
get my mind right, you know, put in the right programs or whatnot. And then it just happens. But he, mm -hmm. but he was like, you know, when I was younger, I used to like work really hard and it would be really frustrating in a lot of ways. But now it's like when I can get into that right vibration or put in the right program, it's like things mm -hmm. just kind of happen effortlessly, which yeah. is like you said, going downstream, going with the current. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the thing. We're all on that same river. Like we're all using the same universal energy, which I'll, I can get into that later, but all right. So the third, the third um, thing that needs to be addressed is programming. And it was funny, you know, listening to Bruce Lipton, lis listening to Reese, um, you know, Bruce was saying programming, Reese was saying vows and it's all, it's, it's, it's this, uh, what we took on, um, in our first seven years of life and what we observed. And really this goes back to the amygdala in the brain because our brain is, is hardwired to keep us safe in two main ways. One is physically, and one is also with our tribe, because back in the day when we were cavemen and women, if we were kicked out of our tribe, we weren't going to survive. So that's where things like embarrassment, fitting in, um, you know, being feeling ashamed or anything like that. That I mean, the, the vibration for shame is the lowest vibration you can possibly have. Mm. And so, so our brain is is hardwired to spend the first seven years of our life observing what every single thing our parents and family and our tribe is doing, so we can figure out how we fit in and what our role is. And then it's very difficult oftentimes to, to break out of that role. And so if we're talking about health and, and we were raised with programming, like, you know, the clean plate club, you can't waste food. You have to eat every single thing. Um, or maybe there's programming about, about um, being rewarded with food or being punished with food. I mean, there's so many things I mean, and that's just an example with health and with food. But I mean, there's so many, so many programmings that we could have taken on with, with, with money, with relationships, just from observing our family. And we end up internalizing it and saying, okay, this is how I fit in. This is my role. This is, this is what keeps, this is what I have to do this is what I expected of me to be safe within my family. And so understanding what was programmed is really key because once you can, once you can identify what was programmed, then you can, you can change that. And, you know, so, so that's the wow. third one. Um, and then the fourth one is secondary gains or really just, you know, is it safe? And I do work with a lot of women. So I do tend to, you know, have more examples for women, but let's just say for the argument sake that, you know, that there's someone out there that's wanting to lose weight and they're doing all the things that they're supposed to be doing and, and the weight just won't budge or they'll get like seven pounds. They'll get to a certain number and they'll never be able to get low. They can never seem to get lower than that number. Or, you know, someone's given them a, a, a healthy eating system that they need to do and, and they just can't seem to bring themselves to do it. This is, this is where you have to ask yourself, is there a part of my brain that says that this isn't safe losing this weight or being healthy or having this vibrant, whatever. Um, because <laughs> unfortunately we, we hold on to these things that, that, um, these experiences, whether they're traumas, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm going to, I'm sort of spiraling at the moment. I have too many thoughts in my head at this very second, but oh, that's okay. 
<laughs> you know, like when you get like five thoughts come rushing in at once and they're all trying to come out of your mouth at the same time. Yeah. But um, so, so let's say, you know, a lot of women anywhere from having had, you know, and men actually look at the Me Too movement, how many men came out talking about, about, you know, different, different sexual harassment. And that's a big one. Um, for people who are, you know, they're so close to, they really want to make that healthy change, but there's this little thing in their brain that's telling them, well, if you get to that healthy body, then what kind of attention are we going to be receiving? And does that feel safe to us? And, and, um, you know, any, anywhere from, you know, having been cat called at, you know, walking down the street back in the day or to something, you know, significant traumas, you know, rapes and things like that. Anything in those realm, anything in the realm that would make you feel like it's not safe to proceed, your subconscious is going to do every single thing in its power to prevent you from getting to your end goal. And more often than not, we don't realize it's happening. So I, I don't, you're, you're probably more of a, you probably don't have this problem, Drew, but I have had plenty of clients who, you know, they'll say to me, they're like, I don't know what happened. Like, hours went by and I just realized I didn't, I didn't do the thing I was supposed to do that I, I promised myself I was going to do or, or, you know, Oh, I forgot all about it. Or it's been days. Oh shoot. I, you know, procrastination almost to the point of, um, of like, of like they completely lost sight of what their goal was. Hmm. And these things happen sometimes because our, our unconscious mind or subconscious mind is just saying, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> We're not letting you go there. We'll let you, we'll let you go to this number, but that's it. Or we'll let you, we'll let you, you know, achieve this level of success in your work, but that's as far as we can go. And, um, and so that's the, that's the secondary gains. That's the like safety aspect. So you really have to get deep on, on what is it, what is it about this that doesn't feel safe to me? And once you can identify that, then you can work with it. But more often than not, people don't know, like they just don't realize that that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That totally does. Totally does. So it's, so really tapping, it sounds like can really get sort of beneath the surface to a lot of this stuff that we don't even know we're self-sabotaging. We're getting in our own way. I mean, we're, we all do it. Everybody does that. I, 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 you know, the vast majority at least. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, tapping can really, you would say could, can get to that lower level. It really can. It really, really can. And um, there's, I mean, there's specific ways that we can, we can really identify what's holding people back. And then once you can identify it, you know, it's like, now you've shined a light on it. Now you can see it. Um, I like, um, I think it was Louise Hay used to say, you're not going to sweep the floor in the dark. You have to turn the lights on. (laughs) You have to be able to see what you're sweeping. Right. And that's essentially what you know, because I know so many people that say, oh, well, I'm only positive and love and light and everything is wonderful. And I won't ever talk about anything bad because we're tapping, we're focusing on our issue. But the truth is you have to be able to look at it so we can address it, so we can clear it, so we can move it out. Um, right now it's living somewhere in your energetic system. And by tapping and focusing on it, it actually moves it through. I actually like to think of tapping almost as like CPR for your energy system. You know, because you're, you're tapping, you're thumping in these different points and it's, and you're focusing on whatever it is that's bothering you. And it, as it starts to come to the surface, it starts to move out. It's, um, 
Yeah. So, mm. so those so, are my four things. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what? So like, let's just say someone's listening right now and they're curious about the tapping. I mean, could you kind of mm-hmm. on a general level, you know, if they're dealing with yeah. stress or anxiety or, or something like that, you know, what could they do to kind of get started in tapping just, you know, for someone who's never done it before? So the first thing I would have them do is tap through the points. Um, so the first point is the side of the hand, which is the side where your pinky is. And you're just going to tap on that. It doesn't matter if you do left or right. And you're just going to go firm enough that you can feel it. Not so hard that you're hurting yourself. And I would have them just stay here and just breathe and tap. And then we're going to go to the top of the head and just tapping some more. And then the inside of the eyebrow, right where your eyebrow starts. And then we're going to follow your eyebrow to the side of your eye, right on the bone. And then you're going to move and you're going to follow that bone and you're going to tap right under your eye, pretty much right in this under the center of your eye. And then we're going to tap under the nose. And the next point, we call it chin, but it's really that spot right under your lip between your, under your, you know, that little divot right there. Mm. Yeah, I'm doing it with you. Good. (laughs) And then the next point is collarbone. So really, so if you find your collarbone and then you're just going to come down two inches and out two inches. But really, I just like to tap all over my whole top of my chest area and just get all in there. And then the next point is under your arm. And uh, so it's basically about mm, four to six inches under your armpit. If you're, if you're wearing a bra, it's basically where your bra is, or, you know, it's in line with your nipples, I guess you could say, and you know, it's right in here. You'll find it. Just tap there. And then the next point is the inside of the wrist. So basically you're just going to tap your wrist together. And then you can um, put your hands on your heart if you'd like and take a centering breath and see how you're feeling. And so that was, we just moved our energy through. We just did a full round. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so those are the points. That's great. That's great. And then you would add a little self-talk as well. I mean, we don't have to you do that. You could, right yes. Okay. And so you could, um, I actually, I have a video on my, YouTube channel where I help people just fill in the blank. So it's like, even though I'm feeling and they just say whatever they're feeling, um, that's just how I feel right now. And just, and I just kind of sort of guide them through so that way they can just use their own words, but also be guided at the same time. Mm. This is really powerful stuff. I mean, I got to just tell you, it, it really is Yay. because I mean, just the example you gave at the beginning and how it not only mm-hmm. affects us, but just how it affects people around us. And Lori yes. and I were talking a little bit of it at the beginning. And, you know, this whole idea that I've always I've always felt sort of intuitively is that you is that we can have sick energy, just like we have sick bodies. Mm. And I, I was telling Lori, you know, we've all been around people. We've been in a situation where someone comes into the room and the energy just completely gets sucked out. And yeah. then 
And then I've been around, um, you know, I think back to uh, my background in the martial arts, being around some unbelievable masters who wa simply walk into the room and it's like everything gets elevated. It's mm -hmm. really amazing. Well, I think really that that's, I mean, if you were to, if you, I don't know if you follow any of, um, oh gosh, is it David Hawkins' work, Power Versus Force? Mm, and yeah. he he measured, he, he is the measurements for the different vibrations. And so the, um, what, what, the way I see it is that say, I, say I'm vibrating at 250 at like a neutral point and somebody comes into my space and I'm not, I don't even see them yet. And you know what this feels like, right? Like that person walks in your house and you can just feel like, Oh, they, they had a bad day. You don't even have to look at them yet. Like you can just sort of feel it. And say they come walking in and they're way down at like a 50, right? Mm -hmm. Your energy, your vibration is going to drop a little bit and theirs is going to come up a little bit. And because, I mean, this is the thing where <laughs> I, I am not Lori Lamont here enclosed and that's it. And you're not, you know, like we're all connected through this energy and mm -hmm. energy is every single thing that's made up of an atom is made up of energy. I mean, it's just, it, we're surrounded by it. And so so as, and that energy isn't stagnant, it's, it's a vibration. It's, it's, you know, like I said, we're all in that stream. We're all, we're all pulling off of that same universal energy. And so if somebody's really moving against it, if someone's really, really vibrating really low, we tend to feel it. And then same thing as if, if someone's vibrating really, really high, it's almost like they're sort of like pulling us along on the stream or like pulling right. us up this, you know, like they're like, cause you know, that, that phrase misery loves company. Right. Or, or <laughs> in the other direction too. But it, I, I see it as like a vibrational thing. Like we're, we're just, if, if you're not really in control of your own vibration and, um, and it's a tough thing to do, especially with people around you um, that you're close to, to protect, you know, to sort of be really mindful of your vibration being, <laughs> being hijacked or being, um, elevated but yeah so i don't know if i would call it sick or if i would call it more of just like um i don't know how i, I don't know what the word would be but yes i completely know exactly what you're talking about drew and yeah. I, i'm very aware of it now and um i try to be really mindful of it because i try to be mindful to not bring other people's vibration down right right you know and um yeah I actually put a thing in my is okay i'll, I'll share i yeah. put a thing in my latest newsletter i i I put a vibration razor in every newsletter and this, this past one I just sent out was we've got to stop the shaming because shame is the lowest <laughs> vibration we can feel. And whether, right. whether we're making someone else feel shameful or we're, we'll, we're feeling ashamed or we're just observing it. I mean, if you just go on like social media, you're going to observe shaming like left and right. And, yeah. um, and just by observing it, you, once you're observing it, you're, you're in that vibration. So mm. we, we have to, if we want the entire globe <laughs> to raise this vibration, all we have to do is not, is have like a zero tolerance policy for shame because yeah. then the vibration just naturally has to raise. You know what I mean? If shame Absolutely. is the lowest we can feel and we don't allow shame, then we are naturally coming up scale totally 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 yeah last week we um last episode we had tommy john on dr tommy john and he and he's you know he's like i'm a hundred percent human and flawed to perfection and we we all have our flaws so there's yeah there's no there's no need to shame anyone i mean or to shame no. ourselves we are all beautifully flawed as yes. tommy would as tommy would tell us um mm -hmm. but but Lori, 
What are some of the practices beyond tapping that you have to help keep you grounded and centered and feeling more peaceful? So for me, um, I made a commitment this year to meditate twice a day. Um, before then, I, I got to be honest, I, it wasn't a commitment. And so it wasn't as solid. But having that commitment to meditate twice a day has really um, has really helped. And I actually put a reminder in my phone. So every day, <laughs> twice a day, nice. if I haven't meditated by three in the afternoon, that reminder is going up like, oh, got to stop what I'm doing. And um, and then I read a vision statement. I have a vision statement of of um, my ideal you know, future. And I read that to myself every morning. And I also have, I recorded myself reading it. So sometimes I will listen to myself, my vision statement. So those are things that I like to do. Nice. Um, Lori, for anybody listening right now, they're listening to the show and they're feeling a little powerless and hopeless about their mm -hmm. life and their future. And I know you addressed this earlier a little bit, but what would yeah. be one, what would be one thing that they can do today to begin to take their life in a new direction? All they have to do is just start tapping on the points and, and just, and just allow themselves to feel whatever they're feeling. They don't have to judge, like no judgment, no worry, no nothing. And just, just allow themselves. We, we tend to resist letting ourselves feel whatever it is that we're feeling. And so I, I say just, just tapping through the points and breathing and, um, and within a few rounds, they should, they should really, at the very least, that part of the brain that is doing the hijacking thing that will have stopped. And then they will have access to their whole brain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so then they can, then they can, um, and just, and just keep breathing and tapping and see, and see where they're feeling. Um, it, it's, it's actually no, like there's, um, a term for it. My, my mentor uses the term emotional first aid. And it's really, it's just tapping and breathing and being centered and present. Um, because a lot of times when we're having that high anxiety, we're elsewhere. We're worried about the future or we're upset about the past. And so by just focusing on how you're feeling right now in this very moment that brings you into the present and just tapping will reduce that cortisol, reduce that hijacking and, um, and help you to feel regulated. That's great. Um, Lori, if you had the opportunity to travel back in time, 35 years or so, what words of wisdom would your current self share with your younger self? You know, I would, I would have to tell my younger self about the law of attraction. I think, I think, cause that was kind of like the first thing that got me going down this road. Um, I would probably let that younger self know I would probably like to like point out some of the programming as it's happening <laughs> and say, you see that that's not real. That's something you're learning. That that doesn't have to be real. I would love to be able to do that because I think we all, you know, I, I know I, I learned plenty of programs that um, are just not necessary. Mm. So yeah, I think the law of attraction and I think the programming, I think I would somehow find a way to get through to that kiddo. All right. All right. Lori, what's the best way for people to learn more about you and your work? So if you go to my website, Empowerment EFT, um, actually right on the homepage, you can put in your email and get a free gift. And that free gift is my simple tapping guide ebook, as well as the video that I mentioned where you can tap along with me and um, 
and use your own words. So those things are right there. And then, you know, I have lots of resources on my website and different, um, different offerings as well. All right. It was great to be with you today, Lori. Thank you, Drew. Thank you for listening to The Drew Perlman Show. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In the words of Mark Twain, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone.